Today is Fan Friendly Fridays. Yes, it is. No, I'm going to call it Casual Fridays. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kerry Goulet, better known as a Gooch. And you know what? It's brought to you by the good people of the Hockey News and Sports Illustrated. Don't forget, you can get us on Facebook, as you are here. And you can also get a podcast. Yes, sir. Anywhere you take, get your podcast, you can see us. Uh, we're on Apple, we're on all the big ones, Spotify, don't forget about that one. But listen to this. I'm a ticking and a talking and a tweeting and a twitching. So you can check us out on all of those things. Today's going to be a fun show. Listen, I was at the dentist uh, for uh, a couple hours getting some teeth done. Paul knows all about that sort of stuff. The freezing is just starting to come out. So we're going to have a little bit of fun with my boys. I just said, hey, let's have a fun little roundtable. Tomorrow is the real uh, Rosen Report roundtable. But I thought today, because of last night with the Toronto Maple Leafs being defeated by the Montreal Canadiens, and my Winnipeg Jets are just waiting for whoever comes out of that. I thought it'd be really cool to talk about it. And of course, the Canes beating up on Nashville (laughs) in overtime. What a great game. That was a very, very entertaining game. Now, you know, we've got an executive director, Val Silva. I've got an assistant uh, uh, producer, sorry, uh, Jordan LaRoche. He's coming up. He's predicted Minnesota Wild tonight will defeat, yes, Las Vegas. I don't believe it. All right, listen, let's bring the boys up. Jordan, Paul Rosen has come and joined us tomorrow. We'll be battling it out as usual on the Rosen Report. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. And you know what? Uh, to give Jordan a little do, even more than that, he said it before the series started that they were going to win in seven. So uh, I I still think that Vegas will win tonight. But, man, uh, Minnesota's playing good hockey. Uh, well, you go back. Oh, sorry, go. Sorry, yeah, as much as I want to say that uh, – that- that Vegas, well, that Minnesota will move on. Vegas is still a really good team, so it's, it's not going to go either way. Okay, listen, uh, Roberts, come on and put his usual. Uh, I got to decipher <laughs> the code. Awesome, it's T G I F W K. Thank God it's Friday with Kerry, or it's one A one B because I did want to say, Paul, I did say if you guys go back in the tapes, go back and look. I did say I had a 1A1B, and I said it was going to be, if it went long, uh, Minnesota would win this, and if it was, I thought it was going to be short, I thought it was going to be four or five games. Remember that? Well, I remember you said uh, almost every series had the option of the other team winning. <laughs> hey, look, what do you think of my new shirt? I like it. Take Today's casual uh, Friday, so I, I was going to put this on. I had the Winnipeg Jets one underneath, and I thought it'd be nice. You guys do not know it, but these are my colors, right? I'm black and red and white. And then, of course, I've got on order a Winnipeg Jets exactly like this, but they, they weren't in stock. But I've got you, Paul. You saw it today, Jordan. It is a Chicago Blackhawks hoodie. You'll be getting that courtesy of Gooch Live. And uh, we're going to get our numbers on the side just for the heck of it. Cool. I like it. I like it. Absolutely. Jordan? Jordan's yeah, got the gray one. Yeah. They're sharp. I like the G-Rod on it. 
I liked it G live on it. I'll have to look into getting a, a Rosen report one with an R and uh, and the whole thing. Well, we got, remember we got that logo, the R fifty seven. So we'll I know, I know, I like it. I'll have to dig Jordan's into the. Uh, uh, sorry, I'll have to dig into the Rosen Report uh, uh, um, cash uh, cash box and uh, get one. Well, I'll tell you what, Jordan's going to get one from the New York Rangers. But what's really funny about it all is we took my beer bottles, wine bottles, Coke bottles, and we got enough to pay for half of one. <laughs> hey, there's James Glubine. How are you doing, James, buddy? Uh, we should get you up at the end of the show. We want to talk to you about your Toronto Maple Leafs. But first, but first, you know who I got us today? Oh, uh, yeah, you know. I, you I, know. I got my crystal ball up. I, th I, think it's, uh, I think it's Kevin Noble. He played in the ice hockey class for Team Canada. I think he's one and two. I'm not 100% sure. Never won it with me. He played with me and lost. But if he won it, he didn't play with me. Kevin Noble, how are you? Gooch, how are we doing, guys? Good. It's doing fantastic. Nobs, you, uh, how many classics did you play? I know you played with me once that we lost. Seven. Or did you I think I've been in four. Did you I think I've been in four. I'm three and one. Okay, so the one was with me and the three was without me. Yeah, the, unfortunately, we didn't get it done done your year there, Rosie. Uh, Gooch had it rigged, though. He, uh, he, yes, didn't, I want did. us, he didn't want, he was, he was up to his stuff. See, Gooch is 8-0 uh, or whatever, 9-0, because when U.S. wins, he's with the U.S., and when Canada wins, yeah. he's with Canada. Oh, yes, absolutely. Just the way it works. You know what, that, Jordan, you're, you're the young uh, assistant producer coming out of Fanshawe. You're learning the ropes. Your dad did call me, hey, you know, my son needs an internship. He'd really be good under your tutelage. And I said, are you serious? He said, yeah, I want to teach him how not to do it. Uh, <laughs> he actually Anyways, listen. Oh, sorry, Paul. Sorry, his his nickname is 100% the Fanshawe Kid, though. Well, that's what we got to call him. Uh, Fanshawe Kid. I, <laughs> I think he's going to change that, but no, yeah, you know we'll, what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll see how long yeah. that lasts. It's going to last. Is, <laughs> I, I want to tell you this. You just got to learn something from the Gooch. It's called good management. I was a player coach in Germany. I knew I wasn't good enough to be a player, so I became a player coach so that they couldn't fire me both. So I was going to keep, I had 50%. Then I went to coach, general manager, and player. Pretty tough to fire me all. So I, I got security. I stayed for 16 years, had a little bit of fun. Hey, well, I've done the player coach, dude, and I got fired from both. So <laughs> it's possible. Don't, don't. Uh, and, <laughs> I was dating the owner's uh, daughter at the time. Oh, there it is. There All right, go. so here we go. Uh, let's get started, guys. Uh, really good. Uh, I want to ask you first, Kevin, uh, tell me what are you thinking about the playoffs right up till now? I, I'm, I'm really liking what I'm seeing. Obviously, you know, we saw the Canes and uh, go up into overtime uh, with Nashville. I think it was four in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, we saw last night. Want to hear your situation, your thoughts on the Toronto against Montreal? But just overall, before we get into each specific, have you been disappointed, or are you liking the playoffs so far? Oh, certainly down south. Boy, great hockey. I think we can all agree on that, right? Um, I mean, what what's there been? Twenty overtime games, I think that they had it at and obviously uh gooch your jets the three overtime game they boy did they look tired in that one no the hockey's been great 
No, especially in the down, you know, in the U.S. Uh, divisions, like there's some, there's some really quality hockey going on. It's hard to understand if that's a little bit of they have fans back in the stands, and, that, and that's a little bit of a, I think, a jealous, jealous point for some Canadians up here that we just can't be in the be in the arenas right now. But um, I think all the hockey's been pretty good. I, I think. Um, you know, it's hard to tell, you know, with the Canadian division, how much of that's the fans, how much of that's the the hockey, um, you know, where, you know, where every team sort of lines lines up. But uh, I haven't been disappointed at all. Hey, um, Paul, I'd like to ask you uh, real quickly, have you been a fan of the playoffs so far? Is there any disappointments? No, I've loved it. I actually know because I just went through on my phone. 16, last night's game was the 16th overtime game. Uh, unbelievable. And uh, I love, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm loving the so-called upsets, uh, which I don't really think there have been. Uh, I, I think uh, Winnipeg over Edmonton, I, I was one of the one of the few that I did call right. Um, I'm loving it. I think this is amazing and I can't wait for the next round. Although we're going to have still two incredible series, you know, will Minnesota win tonight and make the Fanshawe kid look like he knows what he's talking about? Will Montreal come back and beat Toronto? I don't know. Looks great. Well, uh, Jordan, I don't know. You're not old enough to remember, but I uh, didn't the uh, Montreal Canadiens go through a, a playoff run 17 and 0 in in overtime. I think it was 10, if I'm not mistaken. Remember? And in '93. Yeah, ten and ninety-three. Uh, listen, Jordan. You know you're 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 with the you're working at the Gooch Live Productions. You're actually in the warehouse or in the office every day, uh, all day, all night. So you get to watch some of the games with me. And you know I throw things against the wall. Al Kerr's coming up and saying, "Leaf, Leaf in seven against the Jets." Next round, right carry. So I'm going to say this, and you're going to answer this question. I don't understand what Al Kerr is talking about. But what he's got to realize is today it snowed here in uh, Toronto. I don't know if anybody knows that. So that means it's getting time for the Leafs to fall from the trees. So I'm not sure what the correlation is here. But Jordan, you watched the game with me. At 3-0, we said it was over. I said it was over. And I wanted to jab everybody. But you were smart. You said, Gooch, watch it. Be careful. Hold off. And I did. And when it was 3-3, I thought, oh, my God. Thank God I didn't say anything. Tell us your thoughts on uh, the playoffs right now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been incredible to watch. I mean, even just the talking about the Carolina Nashville series, the amount of games that have gone to overtime, double overtime. It's been incredible to watch. Uh, the, that series specifically, the, the goaltending has been great. Uh, even in the Winnipeg series, Sorry, Mike Smith and Connor Hellebuck kind of stole the show there. So there's a lot of goaltending these playoffs and a lot of really close games, which makes it more exciting to watch, at least for me. Hey, Paul, I I know that uh, you're not a big Leafs fan, but you watched the game last night. Seeing how the Montreal Canadiens kind of dominated the first period, were you surprised? Did you not think that, you know, obviously we're talking about Austin Matthews, we're talking about Marner. Uh, The one thing that concerned me about them is the fact that they looked a little bit like McDavid and and Dreisaitl. Listen, there are not four better players in the North Division. Those McDavid, uh, Dreisaitl, obviously Matthews and Marner. But they just didn't seem to have that urgency, which I was a little concerned about. 
Yeah, you know what? Uh, Price made some incredible stops. I, I think uh, they were extremely lucky that, uh, that they ended up winning that game. But I, I think the one thing Al's got to remember is, you know, you can't talk about Toronto playing Winnipeg until they win four games. They've only won three. So, Al, like, cool down for a second. They may win it. Uh, I think the biggest problem with last night's game in overtime, somebody forgot to tell Golchenyuk that he was on the leave jersey. He thought he had a, a Canadian jersey on and, and threw it over to uh, to Suzuki. And, uh, you know, they he, he, at the end of the game, they said, hey, Galley, like, you're playing for Toronto. He goes, oh, shit, I, I, I'm sorry. Well, Paul, you know what it says here? Uh, 59 seconds of the overtime, Montreal Canadiens, Nick Suzuki from Coalfield and Galchenyuk. Um, you know, Kevin, you are. Let's go. Let's walk through this for a second. I wish I should have to- asked you, Jordan. Uh, Kevin's an unbelievable defenseman, uh, both defensively and offensively. I would have liked to have shown this this play because there were a lot of people completely bashing Galchenyuk. Yes, it was an absolute dumb uh, giveaway. But think, Kevin, I want to ask you. You saw the play, I assume. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay. I watched the game. So, so the defenseman again. I don't have all the particulars because I'm still on the drugs from the uh, from the dentist. He, the defenseman, came down lower. I think by the hash marks, and Galchenyuk had switched to go up top, and the puck happened to come, and he was on his he was backwards to the play. So a defenseman probably would have done what we've all been told to do: never put it in the front when you're actually looking at your old goaltender, put it down the boards. But instead. Galchenyuk just threw it thinking that he would have time to get it across to the other defenseman. Little did he know, Coldfield's not that smart, not that stupid, and he was already stepping up into the play. And so, I yes, Galchenyuk's play was bad, but he was in the wrong position at the wrong time and made the wrong play. Does that make any sense to you? No, absolutely. Well, it makes a ton of sense. Like, the play starts, Bogosian pinched down, shrinks down on the wall to keep the puck in, and the puck keeps coming coming past him there. He doesn't get all of it. Galchenyuk does a great job filling in his F3, coming up to cover for him. Right. And, you know, the, the puck needs to go low there. I think we can all agree on that. Like, I, even D would say that today. You know, they'll do video and they might not even watch it because everybody knows what happened. Um, Muzzin, Muzzin stays in the zone expecting that play to happen. So, like, my point is, is that hockey is a team game and there's so, like, Galchenyuk will come out as the sort of the scapegoat there that, you know, it's his turnover and he'll own that. But there's so many things that happen. Like, if Bogosian gets the puck, it's a different play. If Muzzin, if Muzzin decides to kind of pull out of the zone and, you know, it's a two-on-one, right? Uh, you know, it's it's a tough play. Like, and there's so many of them. The Leafs just didn't have a good game last night. The Sandin had some turnovers and again he's a young kid and you know what makes him so good it it kind of hurt him last night in plays where he maybe lacked a bit of urgency early on with the parry hit and then late with the turnover behind the net like that's where a guy I think Kevin Bieksa said it on the on the show like he he's going hard rim there or off the glass right but what makes Sandin so quality and is his patience and and that and unfortunately in a game five like that um, there's a lot on the line it, it may it probably cost him a little bit but again the team didn't as a whole like the big boys didn't step up the play Matthews and Marner it, it, it doesn't just fall on one guy no those guys have to be have to be better and they they weren't there last night and Jack Campbell you know just wasn't good enough either on on some of those plays Paul, I want to come to you for a second. Uh, just let's watch. Here is the video. And uh, for Kevin, all those people that don't understand what an F3 is, because uh, <laughs> we're not. this isn't a coaching clinic. Uh, 
why don't you tell us D1 is a defenseman, I guess, and D2 is the other defenseman. Yeah, F1, is that, is F1 usually the centerman? It, F, it don't yeah, matter, right? It doesn't really matter, yeah. It's so, the first guy in the puck, generally. F3 was a forward, guys, for all that you didn't know. Yeah. Here, Watch this for a sec. Then I've got a question for you, Paul. Sure. As you said, Bogosian goes down and deep. Look at him. See, typically, and and what's unbelievable, a lot of people didn't say it last night, Coldfield is a goal scorer. What he did showed how qualified this guy is as becoming a superstar. Look at that play. Like, a lot of times that guy would take the shot right away, but Jack Campbell probably realized Coldfield. He may have even cheated Paul. He was probably cheating over to Coldfield, and, and that was a ping-ping play. And you know what? Anytime you add an extra pass, it could have went south, right? Yeah. It could have jumped over over uh, Suzuki's uh, stick, and then they're going back the other way. In, in the plays that we saw last night, and Kevin, thank you for explaining that to us. If you saw how, how Galchenyuk even made a bigger mistake, he should have stopped the puck instead of as soon as it came to him he just automatically he should have you know used a little bit but put it, it in your feet Paul I wanted to ask you a question about another play I know you talked about sending and a lot of the guys said um, you know what big mistake you know he got rubbed out on the boards but I think if we look at it slowly again, and maybe, Jordan, if you could pull that one up, this would be absolutely amazing. See, and I'd like to hear your comment after after Paul, Kevin. He came around the net. He had the puck. He looked up. He should have, no question, he should have uh, put it up the boards a little harder than he did. Or he didn't even get it because he got checked first. But it did go into um, uh, Thornton's feet. And Thornton should have, he had an opportunity to control the puck and didn't. And it was taken from him. And that's where the whole result is. I know we're blaming the kid. Again, I don't want to be hard on Joe Thornton because I love Joe Thornton. This is the third technical giveaway that he's involved with. That was at a crucial time. Paul, any uh, any thoughts on that? You know what? I We've talked about this. I think Thornton is showing his age at times. He, he's there for his leadership ability. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think Keith is going to sit him. I think he's made a number of mistakes in this series. I think it won't bite them against Montreal, but it definitely will bite them against Winnipeg, a big, strong, power forechecking team. Uh, I, I think you're gonna, they're going to have uh, trouble. And I think with Campbell, a lot of real quick on that goal, a lot of people I've seen on, on social media have said, well, Campbell should have played it different. Guys, a goalie on a two-on-O with quality talent like that, like I, I've been in the, in the sled, a two-on-O, you just got to take a chance, guess something, and he guessed that Copia was going to shoot. Once Copia threw it over, he, he, you just dive over and hope I'm going to make the one in a million stop. But come on, man. Uh, I, I do think, like Nope said, the Keck and Yemi goal, I, I think Campbell should have had that. He was sort of fishing around, and I, I think he panicked a little and didn't realize where the puck was. But you know what? They, they, they have to win one more game. That's the bottom line. Hey, yeah, I, I want to get a comment from you, Kevin, when you think about that sort of stuff. And Derek Luck, Lucky's here saying uh, the problem is the D-man pinching. Uh, you know, at a time like that, do you do you pinch in a game, in an overtime game like that? It's a question of your defenseman. Of course, uh, I'd like to hear your comment on it. Um, but you know what, as uh, Lucky also says, he said, we have we uh, basically, he should have, would have, 
but without him, we wouldn't have uh, got to overtime in the first place. Um, I think he's referring to the goaltending. Um, uh, Carey Price was not sharp. There were two goals that I think he could have uh, had taken back. Maybe the deflection there, guys, was a little bit difficult. But the, the, the first uh, Muzzin goal, I think he should have had that one. Um, so I don't think goaltending was the reason why the, this game went into overtime. I think it was uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, had goals from players they didn't expect uh, getting goals from, except for the game winner. But I also think that the Toronto Maple Leafs are getting goals from Muzzin, for God's sakes. We haven't seen Marner. We haven't seen Matthew light up light up in a, in a crucial urgency time. Now, is that getting in the back of their heads? Love to hear that, Kevin. Yeah, so I'll just touch on the, the D-man pinching first. I don't really have a problem with Bogosian shrinking down there on the wall. He has numbers. Uh, I think he probably would have preferred to get that puck and you know keep it low. Um, but Galchenyuk does a good job coming coming back and supporting, and you know he needs to put that puck in his feet or just take contact or and or put it down, put it back down low. Um, as far as you know, Marner and Matthews, the big boys, and we saw it in the with the the Jet series, right, with McDavid and Drysdale being shut down. You can't let that stuff happen. You're paid the big bucks, and unfortunately, like. With McDavid, you pay the big bucks. You get all the good press clippings all year, and you know how great you are and all that. But you got to get it done when it matters, right? Wayne Gretzky got it done when it matters. Steve Eiserman, they got it done when it matters. So until guys like McDavid and that can get over the hump, they'll kind of have that stigma as the regular season guy. Same with Ovechkin. He always had that until he could kind of get over the hump. And I think you know last night was I was concerned going into the game because the Leafs haven't won a playoff series in 17 years and this team has had certainly their their challenges of getting over that that hump and last night was a kind of a maturity game for me i thought as it's like i'll be interested to see like it's a good chance for them to come out and really sort of cement that they are the better team i believe the leafs are the better team i think they will still win the series um montreal has a host of problems that i think you know can't you know one game can't over overshadow but the Leafs have certainly added some wind to Montreal sales now, and they, they got themselves a series. And they've just made it a little bit harder on themselves. I, I still think they will win, but they're going to need their big guys to step up, and that's Matthews and Marner, and, and they're going to have to have big-time games, and they're paid like big-time stars. And I, I, I don't think that's unfair to ask. I think that will, yeah. that's what every Leaf fan would say today is, like, I haven't really noticed Matthews this series. And, you know, it's not like Marner – I think he gets on the score sheet last night with a goal right there. Um, I, I don't know if Hyman touched that. Um, yeah, Hyman did like he swept it. Was, yeah. Did he sweep it? Anyways, but I, I just think that in terms of, you know, presence presence on the ice, like you haven't really felt their presence. You know, Nylander's been good, right? And he's really kind good. Of Unbelievable. Some- let, me ask, let me ask a question. Paul, you first, and then Jordan, I'd like to hear your question. Yesterday I heard Keith uh, get the question from one of the uh, reporters. Well, look at uh, Nylander played seven minutes less than Matthews and Marner, and he's by far your best player in the ice. Why didn't you play him more? And Keith's answer was, well, he's, he's not playing with our big guys. He didn't say big guys. He's not playing with Matthew and Marners. As a coach, aren't you the one that has the feeling to say, okay, he's going, I got to go with him. He, he's playing, and he is. I know that uh, Derek Luck is going to have an opportunity tomorrow to talk about the game coming up, and I know he's he's not a big, huge uh, Nylander fan, but we all have to say, right now, in the last two or three games, Nylander has been the best Leaf. 
Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Nealon's been their best player for sure. And I think this is big. This is Keith's only real knock is he doesn't, and he hasn't in his couple of years of coaching. He hasn't, this is what you said, Gooch, about last year with Columbus. He hasn't done what needs to be done immediately, and that's change in game. So maybe put Nylander with Matthews and Marner for a few shifts. Do something to mix it up. Get your big guy who's going with your other big guys who aren't going. The one thing really quickly, Gooch, on the Carey Price, the only goal I would fault him on on those was the one um, Muzzin one from the point that he, he, I don't think he really saw it, but if Muzzin's, if uh, Price's uh, pad was right up against the post, it would have hit his pad. But he left about this much room, just enough for the puck to sneak in. So you could fault him for that one, but not the other ones. All right. Uh, is How much is Tavares being missed, Eric Luck? I want to ask you, Jordan, do you think uh, there's a big loss in there? Obviously, Felino also is not there. Felino's not in there, too. You know, they do have some key players missing in this round. Yeah, I think the the presence will be missed more in the locker room than more so on the ice. I think the Leafs have a really deep roster. They have they have uh, the next man up mentality. You know, if someone goes down, they have ten other guys who fill in that spot. Maybe not ten, but um, but yeah, like the, the Leafs haven't really missed a beat except for last night and. And maybe that, that maybe that's nothing to do with Tavares. Maybe they are missing it, his uh, presence on the ice. But uh, before last night, we, we didn't. I didn't notice it at least. Hey Kevin, obviously we saw Tavares there at the game. Uh, you've played at a very high level. You've had some of your stars hurt and can't play. Uh, you know we hear this. Let's rally for JT. JT was skating uh, yesterday morning. Is it too early? Is it? Is he going to be back? Is he getting rested so he can come and play against the Winnipeg Jets? Quickly to you with JT. Don't wouldn't you think that you know you mentioned that he's missing the dressing room? There he's in the rink. Don't you think that they could maybe rally uh, the troops right there because they did not look good in the first period. There's no. They came out really flat. Yeah, back to like what I was saying about maturity. I thought, I, I kind of thought last night they would come out with a better effort than that. Um, they have two games to salvage it or one game, however long they want to take to kind of change the narrative of the team. But JT being out hurts. There's no doubt it hurts, right? Uh, you know, their depth down the middle. And we only saw him for when did that injury happen? Like we, 10 minutes of one game right we saw him play so we don't really have a body of work on how he was playing so you know they have they have some high-end quality talent in matthews and marner they have guys that have your your sound in the locker room of joe thornton regardless of you know i'm not sure i kind of touching on what rosie said like you know he that presence there that voice is there to you know help sort of guide and get them over this sort of hurdle and this hump to have a deep playoff run. But I, I, I think we're getting to a point where we might need to address if you're Keith, like that's a hard conversation to have. The guy's a hall of famer. Um, it doesn't it, for the majority of the year, I haven't really been loving that position in, in terms of, you know, where he's at and what he really brings. Obviously, you know, off ice is you can't underestimate his voice in the room, but I, I just, you know, with losing Tavares and, and Felino, like Felino really hasn't got going, I would say, guys, since he's been there. He's been in and out of the lineup. He's been nagged with some injury here and there. So, um, you know, that, that middle is, is certainly that depth is hurting. But, you know, Montreal doesn't have very great depth down the middle. And, you know, the, you know, you got yourselves a series here now. And 
Yep. It's tough. It's tough. You, you, you want to get Johnny T back, obviously. Yeah, no question. Okay, just before I let you guys go, I'm going to ask this question. The 2,500 fans in the uh, Bell Centre tomorrow for the Montreal Canadiens, is that going to be a positive or negative for the Montreal Canadiens? I think Kevin. It, it, sorry, uh, Kevin. I think it has to be a positive. Anytime you can have fans in the building, I think it'll be a positive. Kevin? I was going to say... Do we know if they're like have Leaf fans been able to snag any of those tickets? Like, how are they doing it? <laughs> I don't fifteen think so. to eight thousand dollars, fifteen hundred to eight thousand dollars. I put Jeez. a request in, but they wouldn't take my visa because they canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so are they? Just to touch on that, like it's all going to be Habs fans, I'm assuming, and it's going to be. Yeah. Is it going to season uh, ticket holders first, or no, what? How are they no, doing that? Uh, we, we, yeah, we, we don't, uh, I don't believe so. I think it's the first come first serve. I, I don't think it, uh, it doesn't matter if you're a season ticket holder or not. I don't believe and, I could be wrong, but. And it is Montreal and you know, Montreal uh, has those ticket sellers. They love selling baguettes. They'll be selling no question scalper tickets and Toronto people, you know, they have money. So listen, I just want to say, uh, guys, thank you for joining us so quick. I want a quick prediction for tomorrow night. Uh, goals, Montreal wins or loses and what do they win by kevin oh yeah i think they got they're feeling it a little bit now i, I mean the Leafs are the better team but i just it just gives me a feeling that the Leafs are going to do this the hard way and they got to go seven with this and okay. I think they'll get it done in seven but i'll take montreal i'll take montreal i mean two one. <laughs> oh god paul rosen you know what uh i'm gonna say and uh, all my leaf uh all the guys I know that love the Leafs are going to throw something at me because I'm the worst. So I'm going to say the Leafs will win 3-2 in overtime. Nylander will score, which means Montreal will win 4-0. <laughs> Jordan? Jordan? Uh, I, I, I think the Leafs keep building on that three-goal, uh, three-goal, three-consecutive goals last night and come back to win 2-1. Uh, I say it is... 4-2 Montreal so we can get to see another Game 7. Kevin, thank you, buddy. Paul, always a pleasure. See you tomorrow on the Rosen Report. And, of course, Jordan, thank you for taking care of pulling up videos and pictures anytime we need it. Good night, guys. Boys. Good boys. Thank you, guys. See you. All right, thank you for coming out and enjoying the Gooch Live. It was a quick one. Uh, obviously, Gooch Live on Facebook. You can get us on YouTube. You can get us on Twitch. And anywhere you listen to podcasts, make sure you check it out. And we'd like to obviously thank the Hockey News, Sports Illustrated, and, of course, Paramount Sports. And lucky, thank you for joining us, too, and bringing out those comments. We love, we love to see what happens tomorrow night. Join the Rosa Report as we discuss further how Montreal and Toronto land end up. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Gooch Live with your host, Kerry Goulet, better known as The Gooch, brought to you by the Hockey News and Sports Illustrated. 